Rachel, yeah. these are so old. I know. I just Stop keep bringing us this old chocolate. This is the last of them. That was my theory about candy corn, mm-hmm. is that they quit That's making the them in the 20s. That's the original batch of candy corn. Yeah. They only made and one batch ever. Do you know the Lincoln oh. Memorial's head is filled with candy corn? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. (laughs) Guys, I can't play next week. I have to go to Washington, D.C. and check something out. (laughs) What? That's from Ren and Stimpy. That show shaped my Mine too. Mine too. um, It's because of that show that I'm fucking... I always think about uh, Uh, the episode where uh, Stimpy gets his butt shaved off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't Ren have it implanted on his chest? Yeah. Well, it's just like the, the, like, there would always be, like, those close-up, like, gross images, you know? And it was just, like, a close-up of his, like, ass cheeks shaved off, and it's just, like, hairs and worms and gross fucking shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, I think about that now. I'm 32, and I still think about that shit every day. <laughs> when you look back at it now, you're like, oh, my God, how in the fuck did they show this shit to ch- Oh, I know. Oh, on Nickelodeon. In, in Rocco's Modern Life, mm-hmm. you, when you, like, go back, he was a sex phone operator. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah he was. <laughs> clearly a sex phone operator. He was. Yeah. You just didn't pick it up as a kid. There was that kind of boom of, of Nickelodeon. 2018? Yeah. I mean, all of those shows were <laughs> Yeah, all were those shows awesome. were very. Yeah. They definitely, like pushed it as far as they could yeah. in oh, that yeah. time. Like, I feel like Rocker's Modern Life did it. I think we grew up with the best time totally. of cartoons oh, hell ever. hell fucking yeah, dude. Totally. Even Doug as, like, vanilla as that show was, was felt? really fucking good. I like Doug. I went back, though, and it does I not hold like up, yeah. in original Thundercats and... Love yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, and that's remaking it. And what, what the fuck remaking is Thundercats? a sample? Again, again? The G.I. Joe Recent. cartoons. <laughs> They've already done Joe, right? I mean, there's, there was I already the redo. I experienced a character that did. Was it was G.I. Joe? And I was, it was like absolutely devastated. No, no oh, another one? <laughs> I never watched it again. I couldn't. I'm so Thunder sad. The same company. The DuckTales thing? I haven't seen it, but I still want to watch it. Um, What's his name? <laughs> Doctor Who. Life is like a hurricane. Here in Duckburg, <laughs> monsters race cars, airplane. It's a duck turd. Home. Do y'all remember like Rescue Rangers? Yes. Rescue Rangers. Yeah. I used to get up super fucking early every morning to watch. So there was a good Zoids. Yeah. I did watch Tailspin. But there was a good Zoids and there was a bad Zoids. Do you guys remember this? Bad Zoids was like Pokemon style in an arena fighting and good Zoids came on at 6 a.m. every day before school and I would get up and get ready so I could watch it and it was like a war was going on and you guys know what Zoids are? Everybody? They're the animal robots? Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? There were two shows that I used to get up every single Saturday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning for. They were my two favorite shows. One of them very close to home. uh, The original Dragon Ball yeah, where mm. where it was like I remember that coming on incredibly Tsunami. well animated, and I loved that show. And then, um, did you guys ever see Bump in the Night, oh, Mr. Yeah. Bumpy with the big? He it was all claymation, <laughs> no, but he had these like his eyes were up on stems, and he was like this little green guy, and he would be like, wow, wow, Mr. Bumpy, and his and his favorite, his best friend this was this little so blue much guy. Caleb is today. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> really Mr. Bumpy. Yeah, it's like, and the sad thing is, later on you find out Mr. Bumpy just had HPV. <laughs> 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 and I lived for the fucking gummy Me bears. Me too. I wanted those potions Good so bad. Bears, yeah. Bears what do they call it? Gummy berry juice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That show is good, man. Dude, I watched was... a show called Reboot. Oh, I yeah! Reboot was my shit. Dude, it came on right after Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Dude, um, <laughs> on Sunday mornings, it was yes. like Sonic the Hedgehog reboot. and then Reboot and then some like weird as fuck show that I can't even like, I only have like vague recollections of, but it was like this weird like half live action, half animated show. 
It, it was like in a bedroom and like the shoes were walking around and like, I don't know. Oh, the fuck. shoes is actually like um, giving me some weird sensory. I but I fucking loved Reboot. I wanted a hoverboard. Like I, you know, Dude, that his like weird, like weirdly silver dark. dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that now. But do you yeah. remember yeah. when it they, got they, all, I never watched it, but I remember it. And they would like always die but, or do the dude, each episode. Remember when it, they did a Dungeons and Dragons episode of Reboot. No, I, they did I remember not. this. Absolutely. They did a full on dungeon crawl and because each different, each different episode of Reboot was a different video game. And so they, I remember for a fucking fact they did like Wizards and Warriors because I remember the kid, he had a wizard hat on and he had a magic wand and they were going through and a fucking beholder shows up in it. Nuh-uh. I swear to God. A oh, Dungeon I Deep. The reboot there it wiki. is. Reboot Wizards and Warriors. Fucking told you, bro. Wizards, Warriors, and a word from our sponsor. <laughs> it's just like us. <laughs> Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. You're listening to the Hit Dice Podcast. I am Wes Cordell, your Dungeon Master. I am Caleb Hanks playing Van Daniels Fart Baby. And I'm going to run this whole campaign into the ground because I'm a shitty DM and I'm too drunk to fart. I told Arwell he he should rule the elf people, even though he's not an elf, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, that's totally true. Ooh, it's all <laughs> funny because it's true. Hey, but he got some cool stuff out of it. You all got some cool stuff out of it, he's and if you think live about a whole it, extra year. I think you did a pretty good Wes impression. <laughs> Our sponsor is Tabletop Loot, and they they provide us with all kinds of kick-ass D and D accessories. If you have not gone to tabletoploot.com, then you get need, your shit together. Get your shit together. Get on the computer. Use the typey buttons and type in Tabletop Loot. And when you use the typey buttons to type in that shit, use the offer code HitDicePod at checkout. You'll get fifteen percent off all the shit you want to buy. And tell him we sent you because then he will give us little kisses. Just like in this last episode, and they will oh, they will do little you guys did get little kisses and little warts. So. They'll yeah. leave little uh, warts on us. Cool I mean, story warts. about tabletop loot. If you go to the website and they're out of stock on some dice that you like, you just enter your email address and you go on a waiting list, and they'll just email you whenever they're back in stock. Oh, that's and awesome! And then you can cool. fucking buy them. Have you guys seen my rainbow dice from them? We I have. Love they're beautiful. Dice. I have favorite seen, dice I've ever. Are owned. those real? Um, they're gorgeous. Gems, I love I, the lights. No, they're plastic. I'm kind of mad that I don't have rainbow dice. I feel like. A Bad homosexual. Well, they look really good. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say bad, maybe just <laughs> average. Damn, that's worse. <laughs> Bitch. God damn it. Go to the iTunes store, leave us a one star review. You won't. <laughs> wow, you're right. The second episode of the night is so much more drunk. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, in case you all don't know our current model model of recording we recording we record we recording we record Sorry. two episodes per night we start drinking when we first start to play and so our first episode we're always a little more sober than the second episode which is why you probably enjoy the even number even. Mm, I think it's even number now because this is episode 32 the even number episodes are always drunker that's why we're gonna spend the entire episode today shopping no yep. we're not uh, yes, we are. <laughs> We're going to spend some of it shopping. Patches is going to spend it thieving. Go to Tabletop Loot. Give them your money. Give us a one-star review. Is that the good one? Yes. <laughs> Number one, baby. <laughs> Give us a one-star review. Go to our website. We haven't mentioned that in a while. I spent a lot of time on it. Go look at it. There are pictures of us. There are character descriptions. There's cool-ass shit you can buy from us. I know a lot of you have been buying the adventure module that I made, and absolutely enjoying it because it's really good and you guys played through it it was the spooky lich layer that you all played through in the first campaign it was Jonathan. fun yep. we and almost drowned and there, was a lot of, and there was a lot of purple yeah. 
Yeah, there was a lot of purple. <laughs> oh you almost God. drowned in blood. It's a good time. Cost you $4, and you can run it for your players, adds magic items, and it's easily added to your campaign. All that bullshit aside, except for tabletop loot, not bullshit. Uh, love them. Let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 32 of being too drunk to play Dungeons and Dragons D&D&D. Never. It's going to be walking into shops like a baller. Uh, no, you yeah. might know me. I pass the blade right. And, uh, I may rule you. <laughs> <laughs> you all had left Yolrefan. You are attempting to thwart the tear fall. And through doing so, your patron Isaacs told you, go to the Glacier of the White Worm. It's where your next answer lies. I'm sure of it. And you all said, no, we won't. We forge our <laughs> own path. <laughs> We're going to take Volna home. And as you got there, you realized that her brother had sent her to the elemental plane of fire, which you had rescued her from. And then you realized that maybe you were the only people who could prove that in the elven court. You took her to the elven court and Van Dingula's fart baby told Arwol that he needed to be the person to do the blade right. He did do the blade right. He passed it which was very impressive. Nicely done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You all were given a, an audience with the queen of the elven court. Her name is Silivrin. She told you some answers to the tear fall that you all had been looking for for so a long time. Many things. Yeah. She told you how, well, she didn't tell you. She helped you realize that the tablets are that my life. rubbings of Your the rubbings, tablets. Yeah. yeah. She's Your basically rubbings. a giant decoder ring. Yeah, and so she, like, <laughs> overlapped them because she rolled very high in her investigation in case mm -hmm. that was not made obvious. She's cool. And uh, she gave you guys some answers on how to thwart the tear fall, like, even further. And then she told you that she thought your destinies were intertwined and that you all should go to the Twisted Tower of Ashaba. And she gave you a little kiss on each of your foreheads, told you that as long as you were within her forest, you would go to where you needed to go, and that you could transfer that blessing into a ward so her soldiers could find their way into the place you were been sent. And then she ended the audience with you. Volna went back to save Kravig, and you all are standing in the center of Cormanthir. Where is the closest? Because I would know this because I am from here. Yeah. Um, where is the closest... Market with the finest food. The most delicious food in the Elven Court can be found at a place called. called I'm making up right now. Carabas. <laughs> <laughs> Olive, Olive Garden. Carabas <laughs> uh, actually is a favorite in my house. I don't want to diss them. They're pretty tasty. All right, not dissing Carabas. That they're Carabas. fried zucchini. We'll call it. We'll call it <laughs> Penis Emporium. Cool. Penis Pe Emporium. Oh my god, damn it! What were we thinking? <laughs> we're gonna go to Penis Emporium. I, penis I like a pineapple in Spanish. My stomach was bigger than my mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> my eyes are bigger than my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Is it gay if your pinky's up while you're sucking a dick? <laughs> no, it's just classy. I walk into the Penis Emporium. So you walk into Pina's Emporium, and as you are walking in here, you were in the middle of the elven court. There are enormous ancient red oaks that rise all around you, and within those yeah, there are domiciles that people uh -huh. live inside of. God damn it. They are, they're not phallic whatsoever. They look like trees. And around them are these discs that look like the... Brush that's around <laughs> each of these trees. Are you and these hair? What are we doing? hair around trees. light coming out of all of these. You can tell that people live inside of them. You go into one, you go into penis and porn. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you're all looking it's for terrible. good food in the elven court. I say, 
Yo got any good food here? My, I say, <laughs> Mike, we have excellent bratwurst and sausage. My fine people <laughs> provide for me the best chicken sandwich you can find, you can create. Uh, six gold. A s- what? That's what? a lot. That is Whoa. Six silver. I did ask. Yeah. Okay, six silver. Six silver. And I look at Arwa and I'm like, Arwa Garrowin? So you, you guys are eating at this place. There's like a play place with like a spinny slide. Yeah, and, yeah it's okay. got a slide. And I'm like, yeah, penis. You have meddled with the very fabric of humanity. And you must atone. Just kidding. Here's your reward chicken sandwich. And I give him the chicken sandwich. You get a chicken sandwich, Arwell. For I'll the plateboard. So we're, we're right now we're in Pina's Emporium. Emporium. You're in Pina's Emporium. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm just like, you know how sometimes like a six-inch sub like is not enough, and then a 12-inch sub is just like way too much? It's like, why don't they have like a seven or eight-inch sub, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like That's you could just, buy a 12-inch and just, just cut off the part you don't want. It's just for them more than it is for me. <laughs> I love penis emporium. I eat here all the time. So I'm gonna go shopping. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually full. Oh, well, I'm with you. Where are you going? Much, Bookstore. Yeah, actually. Yes. I'm gonna go see Phelan. Okay. You'll like her. Okay. And I want to go to a <laughs> weapon shop. I would okay. like to go to a magical items place. You all eat your chicken sandwiches at Pina's Emporium, and then you leave. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe you chose that. <laughs> it was, I don't want to talk about it. I, you know, you don't think about some things like Valna and like uh-huh. Pena's Emporium until you say it out loud in front of your players. Well, let's go to the scribe store first. You two left first, so you have first dibs, okay. then patches, yeah. then van. So, Callista and Arwell, you leave Pena's Emporium. You finish your chicken sandwiches at least as much as you can eat, as much as you can stuff in your mouth. And then you, yeah, whew, your cheeks are sore. I'm and then sorry. you're. <laughs> Why am I sweaty? I feel like my esophagus is bruised. (laughs) Your cheeks really took a pounding at Pena's Emporium. (laughs) That's their slogan. Your cheeks will take a pounding at Pena's Emporium. Um, And so you guys are going to Phelan's Scribe Store. Only female at the table having a great time. Uh, You walk in, there's an elven woman with platinum blonde hair here. She has goggles on the top of her head. Her clothes, they are simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are patchwork, but they are leather. And as you walk in, she goes... Yes, what can I help you with? Uh, good to see you again. Uh, always appreciate the patronage, and I hear that you have favor in the Elven Court now. Doesn't mean you're going to get a discount here, but much respect, and I'm really excited for you. Uh, if you need to buy anything, just let me know what you need. Please don't browse. I know my store better than you do. Oh, oh such service. I saw earlier. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not attempting to be rude. Uh, glad you're here, as always. If you prefer to browse, please do, but uh, I find it's better to get... Uh, straight to mm-hmm. the point. And I, I think she has a point. She's yeah, I mean, offering I know us excellent like anyway. customer service um, right now. Yeah. I'm looking, uh, well, first of all, she has, does she have like incense and stuff since it's semi-magic? I know she had the magical ink earlier. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to get 30 gold worth of like incense and herbs. Sure. She has um, that. Okay, cool. Get that. And uh, ask her I if she has any <laughs> books on dragons. Yeah. Um, she does have one book on dragons. Okay. Um, um, and this book is about them in their natural habitat and how they live inside of it, how they breed, how their society works, basically. Like how to talk to them, how to live with them, things like that. Okay. Does it give you any information on the qualities or characteristics of certain dragons? No. Okay. Um, I'll bite anyway. Okay. Uh, how much is it actually? Since you've uh, worked, not worked, but since you've been a patron here before, I could give it to you for 
Three Gold Pieces. Okay. It's a simple book that's sold in many places, and I just happen to come across a copy. It will make my shelves look much more prestigious if it was gone anyway. Okay, I'll take it. Um, and do you have any information or anything that might pertain to Ashaba? Ashaba. Ah. I don't have any books or scrolls that pertain to it, but I do know a little bit about it. Yeah, what do you uh, I could write it down for you. Uh, the same deal as last time, if I remember correctly. I could write down what I know. Uh, one gold piece, and I'll write down the information. That's You've already proven a patron. Yeah. You brought someone else who mm -hmm. I assume is buying something. Yes, yes. I actually have two things I'm looking for today. We'll get to it soon. Yeah. Um, and she writes it down, and she, as she's writing it, she's telling it to you. She's mm -hmm. like, I write it down so you can remember, but I will tell you because... Uh, it's good to have a conversation every now and again. Wouldn't you agree to interact with others? Uh, to feel connected? Yeah. Absolutely. Practice makes perfect. Good. And uh, she, she adjusts her goggles <laughs> and she Social goes, skills. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> the Twisted Tower of Ashaba is actually a link to another place, uh, some people would say, um, to Shadowdale. It's <sighs> found inside of uh, Barovia, if you've ever heard of it, which I don't know if you've been there or not, but... It's, it, it doesn't take you straight there. It's more like a reflection, like a mirror image of something on our plane of existence. Um, you, you see, magic, though it exists in different ways in different places, it also penetrates realities. Um, I heard you just say it at Penis Emporium. Sorry, I said so I was going to say, speaking um, of. <laughs> <laughs> the heartburn will kill you, but. It's so worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> on different planes of existence, there are echoes of things, especially things that are magical. This tower, uh, the Twisted Tower of Ashaba, exists on that plane as well. Um, you don't have to go there, but you can attempt to if you like. And the, the king and queen of the tower, they created it for such purposes. However, I hear that it does go deep underground, but that if you were to stay above the surface, you'd find many answers, many magical items. But I think drow have overtaken it. Overtaken it. Uh, as far as I understand what I've been told, it's only rumors, though. Conjecture. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you. And it's in this very forest. Thanks. So yeah. we're here. You're so helpful. I love coming here. I roll very high. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Um, also, do you sell health potions here at all? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, I can sell books that maybe teach you how to make health potions. I know how to make health potions. Uh, thank huh. you. Well, then why are you buying them? Uh, time. Time, resources. I understand. Not enough time. Never yeah. enough time. And for you, two books, you uh, said? Yes, actually. Um, one, I'm, I would just love to see if you have anything that's just a good, comprehensive book of the lore of your people, so I can know more of your story. Yes, of course. I've written down all of the history that we know. Ten gold pieces. I, cause I, only because I compiled it myself, and it took very much work, and there are only a few copies of it. Um, it's not in circulation or anything, but mm -hmm. our people front to back, I'd say there's probably about a hundred pages worth of reading, all indexed, of course, and, a it's all for you. Ten this gold pieces. This is very valuable. Thank you. I will appreciate that greatly. Yes. Much hard work has gone into this, mm -hmm. uh, and some of it is very personal. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's from my family. Not all of it is from the history and from the lore. Some of it is from the things that have been passed down through all the scribes of my family, which is how I learned to do this. I'm honored that you would share it with me. Thank you. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, well, just so you know, it may find its way into some of our, some of my work. Uh, very well. Stories and songs. I expect to see some of the uh, royalties then? Absolutely. I'll be happy to send you first editions of everything I publish as well. Ah, good carry. enough. Signed first enough. editions to carry send in the those, shop. I'll sell those and what I make off of them. Seems fair enough. There you go. I'm happy to make that exchange. Um, speaking of the book, the other thing I'm looking for is, um, and I pull, I carry my journal book on a holster yeah. on my leg and I pull it out and this is almost full. 
Um, do you have anything similar that I could find another? Um, I, I need a second volume to begin working yeah. on. Oh, this is um, simple. It has a wood cover, leather bindings, and it locks. Worry not. And how similar should it be to your original? Um, as long as it's equally sturdy and secure. Ah, sturdier. I have sturdier. Uh, another 10 gold pieces, and I can give you one that uh, even if you were writing in the rain, the ink would not run. Ah, I'd love to have that. Perfect. Yes, I have that. Your friend already has magical ink. You could borrow from him, I'm sure, or mm -hmm. you could buy more for yourself. Does this book require it? It doesn't require it, but it writes better. Let's say you're in a rainstorm. Let's say you're underwater. Let's say you're an adventurer and things don't always go the way you plan. Mm, These things. Nothing ever does. They'll work out for you. You can write wherever you are. How much is the ink? I give you the ink for one gold piece since you're buying the book already. Okay. Thank you. Yes, and very well. I, I, I've heard of an item, and I don't know if you would carry this or if indeed they ever even exist. I would love to have a quill that I could dictate to that would write on its own. Oh, that's no simple book. I do mm -hmm. have these things that you speak of. 50 gold pieces and it's yours. Just the quill that will Just the quill. You own. already have the magical ink. Yes. 50 gold. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yours. And as she hands you this That's quill, cool. it is it is like um it's not like a simple quill. It's not a black feather mm -hmm. or a white feather. It's like a big peacock feather. But what's very different? I love it already. That, <laughs> what's awesome. different from it is that the eye that is in the center of a peacock feather at the very top in the middle, it's usually blue and black. But this one is actually golden orange, and you can see it moving back and forth, uh -huh. like it's watching you. Like the eye actually is a functional eye, as it's like looking back and forth. And you take this thing, and the quill is not not just the color, but it's like much longer, like a peacock feather is. And so it's like it. <laughs> It, it's it flourishes and it's very big. And I'm like, so wearing that thing in my hair when yeah. I'm not using it. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, but you have this enormous thing, and if you tell it to write, it will yep. write for you. Excellent. Thank you. Do I need to attune to it or anything? No, it just works. I love it. <laughs> Close to it. Uh, a single tear. <laughs> I enchanted this myself, so uh, I think that you'll find that it works perfectly all the Impressive. time. Impressive. And with the magical ink, you can talk to it at any point. Uh, assuming that you can talk if you're underwater or something, I guess that it would be hard to communicate to it and hear mm -hmm. your voice. I might have to take mental water. notes for later. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, yes. Well, it's up to you now anyway. Calista, let's go to the weapon shop. I bet Patches will be there. Yeah. So I Patches. bet he will. And I'm going to hold on to her pants or whatever, and I'm just going to read my book and I'm going to let her guide me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're reading and I'm going to take the most like dancerly <laughs> graceful route weaving between people on the street that I can just to try to give them a little workout. Sure. And, and as you're doing it, Arwis is totally <laughs> trusting you. And as you're walking me. through the streets, He's you learn a lot of things tail. about these dragons. You learn how they procreate and you mm -hmm. learn how much magic is found in each of those things because for the most part, all dragons are male. Like They are like 90% male. And they're like 10% female dragons. And that's because Tiamat is female and she wiped out many of the female dragons. Okay. That explains um, so much of their angst. Yes. Yeah. And so you know that they breed through magical means, but that many of them can wait their entire lives to procreate because they live so long. And so they're in like no rush to do it. And they're very selfish. Like they're not in any rush to like populate their species or to like make sure that it is continued yeah, or that their more legacy lives on. Right. They don't care. Uh, they don't want to pass on their hoard to their young. Like, mm -hmm. they want to keep it for themselves. Uh, so, Patches, you go to the weapon stop. Uh, store. Shop. Store. Shop. It's like a convenience store. It's called the weapon stop. <laughs> weapon stop. <laughs> you you show up at Jane's Extraordinary Blades. I don't want blades. Is there, like, a... There's all kinds I, of cool stuff. I uh, They have uh, maybe some bows. Some yeah, bows absolutely. Arrows. Absolutely. You okay. walk in, and the shopkeeper is a blades. tall female elf named Jane. And she tells you as soon as you come in, she says, you know, by the looks of you, 
I bet you're an adventurer, huh? Uh, uh you know, uh, I guess I have been adventuring. Um, well, that's all I mean. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I go with Patch. Yeah. Van's um, here with you. She asks you still specifically, are you an adventurer? <laughs> um, I've I've been around. I've uh, I've done some things. I've seen some things. Uh, sure. What do you got? You know, I used to be an adventurer as well, and I have many things that could help you. Tell me of your adventures. If I like them, I'll give you a discount. I like stories. I, uh... Callista from a distance immediately feels threatened. <laughs> I've single-handedly, uh, slain dragons. I've, uh, I have deceived the most powerful leaders in various lands all over, uh, the vast. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've done shit. Then perhaps my weapons can help you. These aren't for people who don't know how to use them, who don't know how to wield them. But I'm a retired adventurer myself. I defeated Butella, an elemental, who was wreaking havoc in lands far away. I was paid enough and decided to settle down myself to help other adventurers. My adventure was a long one, and I lost many friends. I hope that you can't say the same. And if what you say is true, I'm honored it's to not, have you in my it's story. It's not. I'm, I'm joking. I am an adventurer. I was joking about the uh, the dragon and, and oh. leaders thing. But I have done cool shit, and um, I'm currently doing cool shit. And I would love to buy uh, a weapon from you. What are you looking for? I'm sure I. Can, I'm sure I can. I need. I need. You. I need something that is effective at range, specifically like a bow, a short bow. I have short bows. And she, she grabs two bows, she puts them up on the counter. One looks like a sturdy wooden bow, but the wood on it looks different. It doesn't look like it was just he, like hewn from a piece of like tree somewhere that was shaped into this bow. It looks pristine, and it looks like the wood all like someone grabbed it out of the tree. And she says, this one was made by a master, not myself. I only sell. But it's said to find its mark. It's also said that it fits perfectly in its wielder's hand. And then I have another, and she pulls it up. And as she pulls this one up and she sets it on, you notice that the wood that it's made out of is black, and then maybe it's not wooden at all. And that where you would knock an arrow, there is like a piece of cloth with a rune on the front of it. And that as she sets it up, it <coughs> sounds like where the other one laid down, it was like this thick, hollow echo, like wood hitting against something. But as this one sits down, reverberates like inside of you. Like, you feel it just a little bit in your person. How much for this black bow here? Oh, this black bow. Uh, for you, for an entertaining story, for someone who needs it, and for someone who has the favor of the Hanali, 4,000 gold pieces, and it's yours. It sets a mark, you know. That's what the rune is on the hilt. I understand. Yeah, I, uh, I'm way into this bow. Um, you could hock some of your other shit. I say from afar. <laughs> On the other side of the store? I'm over here looking at shit. <clears throat> I'm checking out. She got some crossbows. Yeah, she got crossbows. I'm looking. Yeah, we're on our How, way. How, like, team, right? if you were to say, you know, if I were to encounter a delicious, like, chocolatey nut spread like Butella, uh-huh. um, how, <laughs> how, do you, how do you think this would help me? God damn it. It will guide your sight and your aim. In addition to that, uh, aside from its finely crafted nature... It would also mark your prey, and you would know where they were for a limited amount of time, but 
no matter where they go, no matter what they do, you would know exactly where they were. Hunter's mark. Hunter's mark. Mm. Winter's bone. I've heard... If, if we, I don't... If Hunter's mark, would would I do any additional damage? You're asking... Once they were marked? Well, an, an, arrow, that, uh, an arrow that flies true certainly deals more damage. It has a better chance of doing damage. Yes. I would uh, imagine that it does do more damage. Mechanically, it would cast Hunter's Mark, and you would know where they are, and it's a plus one bow. What if I gave you a plus... Extra 1d6 damage. um, A plus one dagger, a magical dagger that I have on my person, and... 3,400 gold pieces. Well, I'd have to see the dagger first, but if it is what you describe, I would... I'm sure the dagger with the... Yep. Dagger with the, the Plus one once hilt. a day? Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll persuasion. Uh, 19. It would... And she sets it down. She unrolls this... She unrolls this parchment, sits the dagger in the center of it. You see her wave her hands over the top of it. Her eyes roll, like, in the back of her head just for a moment, and then she looks at you and says, A plus one sometimes. 3,600 gold in jewels. Plus this dagger, of course. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> What's the raven ring? <laughs> it's, that's how we get into the... the ring that you guys block. got from the yeah. Council of That's how of we Lords. get into the Council. The Council of Lurds. It's probably worth like a silver. <laughs> <laughs> um, worth more for access than for monetary. What if I gave you <laughs> the plus one dagger, the magical, the magical dagger that's super cool... <laughs> and and this blue dragon scale and 3400 you handed the blue piece. dragon scale yes all right so she has this dagger this dragon scale she looks out to you she says 3400 gold then fuck yes deal yep she slides the bow across takes the other one that seems like it's hewn perfectly from a tree Puts it back into her counter. And as you're standing in the store, like on racks behind her, you see many weapons mounted. And she places this bow back onto it. And as she does, a clasp goes over the top of it. She throws a lock into it and she pushes it up on there. This lock, as it locks, it doesn't seem like an empty metallic clang, but like a really deep, hollow boom as this lock clinks into it. She says, it's yours. Name it whatever you'd like. Uh, You are its first wielder. It's like brand spanking new. No one has wielded it until now. Never had one of those. I just like pull the, the string. Yeah, the string, and yeah. it just makes a nice, oh, really satisfying boing. noise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you, you so much. Wait, this is really cool. I really appreciate it. She's like, uh, and I appreciate your business. Your patronage is not lost on me. Hopefully, you will come again. If I'm ever here again, I'm sure you will be. Totally. Oh, he'll be back. We're gonna have like a party weekend when all this tearfall shit's done with. <laughs> I know this lady, right? I've been in here. Yeah. Is her name Jessica? Jane. Jane. That's right. <laughs> I don't say Jessica out loud. Is her name Jessica? <laughs> I'm looking to potentially upgrade. I pull out the big crossbow and I pull out the little crossbow and I set them on the counter and I say, I pat the big crossbow kind of lightly and I say, maybe looking for an upgrade for this guy if you got something super cool, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking for a little upgrade for this little dude and a pat on the, the little crossbow. <sighs> yes. Uh, I, ha- I, have, I have a single heavy crossbow and a single light crossbow. The heavy crossbow comes at 8,300 gold pieces. What's it do? Well, if anything is 
knocked unconscious by this only, it absorbs their consciousness, makes them fade away. They don't come back. Ooh, hashtag purchase goals. Okay, what about the little one? Hashtag necromancy. Uh, the little yeah. one is well made. <laughs> the little one is uh, very well made by someone in a distant land. Feel it for yourself, and she throws it to you. And like as you catch it, you feel like how perfectly balanced it is. How the it feels like you're holding air. Like how light this thing is. What what is uh? Are there any benefits to this? Mechanically, it's uh, plus two. Yeah, light crossbow. That's awesome. What uh? And it's made out of metal. No it wood. Oh, um, what do you want for the little one? Ah, I I, I could let this one go for four thousand gold pieces. God, Jane, you can feel the weight of it in your hand. It is perfectly balanced. Can I uh, help Van by giving you this much shittier short bow that I had? It's your if regular I, short if bow. I, <laughs> if I trade in my regular small crossbow, what do I? And my short bow. You don't have to do that, but thank I don't. Sure. I mean, I don't need. Don't need it. I absolutely right. accept trades. I, I suppose uh, with your short bow and with your. Light crossbow, I could give this to you for 3,960 gold pieces. Do you have any explosives? Uh, none in here. <laughs> you would probably want to see the alchemist for that. Okay. All right. I love you. I'll come back later. Okay. When I love I've you adventured too. and traveled more <laughs> and had so much money. Um, I, I do want to sell you this regular ass short bow. <laughs> That's uh, his name. Three gold Regular pieces. Ass. And three? I'll take it from How many? You. Three. Three? It seems low. It's nice. I, I've killed so much shit with this. Like mud ogre things and like, you know, yeah, like a dragon. So it's used. But <laughs> yeah, but like it has like all these fucking heroic histories. What are its properties? Does it have anything? It shoots fucking of- arrows. <laughs> I think three gold pieces seems fair. I won't drop my price, though you've told me it's used. Okay, fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, there. Bye. Do you guys... Are these guys here? Now they are. We were Can we go way. to the magic... Do you guys want to go to the magic store with me? I gotta go. I want to find some weird stuff to put yeah, on Yeah, I'll go. Um, Going to Spencer's well, gift. But while I'm here, though, <laughs> I'd be like, are you Jane? Yes, okay. actually, I am. I just don't know if you work for Jane. Point it to the sign. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, I am Jane. Um, do you have any caltrops or anything like particularly nice I could put in a sling? Well, yes, of course. I have caltrops in here. Uh, nothing special, just standard ones. No, I'm good then. Thank you. Uh, yes, of course. We'll be back, Jane. I hope so. I mean, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so go to the magic store. Yeah, All of the party going to the magic store? Yeah. yeah. But like magical items, right? Like, yeah. I need to get health potions anyway. I was thinking of asking after a hand crossbow. She'd be like, yes, of course, I have standard items. I don't only sell magic ones. I could give you a standard hand crossbow for three gold pieces. (laughs) Is it used? (laughs) Did it come from Patches? (laughs) (laughs) She just sells it right back to you. Could you have just handed me this around the campfire tonight? (laughs) No. uh, No, his his use was a short bow, wasn't it? This has not been used. I gave your friend a more than fair price, and uh, this so. is what it goes for, so I'll be making even on it. You understand mm-hmm. if I, I do, sell this to I you? I do. That's actually very generous of you. I'll take it. Thank you. Yep. She sells it to you. You have a okay. light hand crossbow. She doesn't have any magic arrows. Are those a thing? Yeah. Does she have some? 
Yeah. I wonder if I, I can. I want some too. Wait, 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 We're still there. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't realize. <laughs> We're still there. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> We're in real time thinking about this. So can I put a tiny glyph of warding on air? Yeah, <laughs> you could. Actually, yeah, you could tag shit from amazing, afar. Amazing, actually. Like, and you can like <laughs> detonate it. Where I need yes. to read more closely That's the glyph brilliant. of warding thing. And glyph of warding does a lot of damage. Fuck yeah! You Depends on my... how you set it up. I'll research. Awesome. Yes. I'll experiment. Jane. Uh, Jane speaks out and she's like, uh, if you're looking for magical ammunition, I do have some. Uh, though it all comes in the same thing, whether it be for crossbows or. Short bows or long bows. Um, I have... <laughs> she has ammo that is uncommon, rare, and very rare. She has plus one, plus two, and plus three. The plus one bolts and arrows that she has will deal an additional 1d6 fire damage to a creature that is hit. The plus two bolts and arrows will do an additional 2d6 fire damage to a creature that is hit. And then she has plus three arrows and bolts that will do an additional 3d6 fire damage to any creature hit. And any creatures within five feet of that creature have to make a dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 fire damage. I will ruin one plus three arrow. I can sell this to you for uh, 200 gold pieces. Fuck. What? <laughs> um, I'll loan you 200. For real? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I'll loan him 200 bucks. So you do you buy and you buy it? Yeah. You have one arrow <laughs> that is plus three to attack and plus three to damage and does three d six additional fire damage on a hit, and any creature within five feet of the creature you hit has to make a dexterity saving throw that is a DC of thirteen, or take two d six fire damage. How much are the um the one tier? The first tier. I could part with those for 20 gold pieces. Can I get um, a bundle of 10? Yeah, you get 10 that are plus 1 to attack only, not damage. Plus 1 to attack, and they do an additional 1d6 fire damage. I love you. We're going to go to the... We're going to go get some other stuff. You guys are shopping. Keep that... Keep them crossbows coming. I'm going to be back for that. I love shopping. She's like, very well. Thank you. I'm always happy to have patrons that are regulars come back anytime. I hope that the items work out for you. And I know that they are made of the finest quality. I cannot wait to launch this entire stack of dank arrows you sold me. All ten? Directly (laughs) into the face of the drow. I can't wait either. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. You all show up in a magic shop called Kunarv's Quill. The shopkeeper is a young male elf named Kunarv. And as you all come in, uh, he just says, uh, welcome. What, and what can I help you with? Where is Harold? Harold <laughs> <laughs> and Kunar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the, the I apologize, everyone. Yeah. Go yeah. to the White Tower. So let's just say that my life was just all a game and I, the roll of the dice didn't exactly make me stout in the department of getting the shit beat out of me. Like I'm... Just feeling a little weak lately. Mm-hmm. Do you have any magical items that um, could potentially either boost my defense or actually raise my proverbial hit points? Well, uh, if you think about it, I suppose that anything that makes you invisible makes you harder to hit. So your life essence would be made stronger by that. So, yes, many of those. Um yeah, that sounds And cool. if you use anything <laughs> intellectually and, and strategically, it would all increase your uh, proverbial, as you put it, life points. Yeah. So anything, uh, including a spoon, would 
be able to increase your life points as long as you were smart enough in the way that you use it. However, I do have many things that uh, like you it. could use, like something to cure wounds, perhaps something to make your enemies easier to hit. And if they are easier to kill, would you not agree that it would prolong your own life? I agree, but I'm I'm looking. Do you have any sort of um, amulets, light armor? This is kind of specifically what we look for: amulets, light armor, rings that have magical powers that can help defend one like, in battle and stuff. You're looking for protection. Protection or things that could raise my potential proverbial life points. You should be more specific when you come in all the time. Uh, I know. <laughs> the, 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 the generic thing, uh, it throws me off. It, it makes it hard to answer the questions. But yes, I have what you're looking for. I, I have a ring that could uh, cure light wounds if you'd like to put it in some weird gaming uh, Does it actually cast a spell to cure wounds? Yes, of course. And how much is that? Uh, the ring has uh, one charge per day. It recharges at dawn. I could give it to you for a thousand gold pieces. That is pretty fucking dope. That's awesome. I'll think on that. Do you uh, do you have any enchanted uh, armor? Light armor? I don't sell armor. You don't do any, no, any no armor. Um, do you have any tiaras? That have magical... A circlet, perhaps? A circlet, <laughs> perhaps, that has magical things. Uh, I want Ben to wear a tiara. Of, of the things that you have described to me? In that <laughs> world. I know. I'm sorry with the generalizations. I have a tiara that could make you invisible. Uh, once uh, once every day, it recharges at dawn, just like the uh, the other item I described to you. I could uh, part with that for 30,000 gold pieces. God. Ooh. I want that so bad, but bro, Man. I don't have that oh, kind of money. Shit. So um, you know what? I, I, I have a I have a circlet of chill touch, which I could part with for a thousand instead. That is pretty cool. That's a if you're on a budget, if you want the economy bro cut version of the circlet, <laughs> I, <laughs> do we go to the same barber? <laughs> <laughs> I will take your ring of cure wounds. A thousand gold pieces. Yeah, cure light wounds once a day, and it's yours. And he uh, he hands it to you. Uh, this little elf like. He, he's smaller even than, like, the regular elves. He's, like, really scrawny, holds it out. Uh, you know, I was once an adventurer, too. I, I traveled with a party. All much bigger than me. Uh, much more strong, brute. But we did stumble into a fortune, and I was able to retire into the shop. I'm happy to help all of you in any way that I can, and especially it means you spending money here. Uh, so a thousand gold pieces. Here's your ring. And he hands you this ring. And as he hands it to you, uh, the ring is made of gold. And there are two hands clasped inside of the signet that is on the front of it. It is like a big circle, um, almost like a class ring. And there are two hands that are just pushing together in the center of it. Are there any, uh, and, and, and outside of what I'm talking about, are there any particular items that are within the price range between one and 5,000 gold that are awesome that stick out to you? That you would recommend for us, because yeah. we're about to go You're step into this guy? serious shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do sell scrolls as well. You don't only have to have items to attune to. Yeah. Yeah, I have a scroll of invisibility. If that was something you were interested in. Mm, how much is that? Um, for someone who's already spent so much money at my store, and for someone who could certainly use it, uh, I sell it to you at price: 150 gold pieces. Done. Sold. Yours. One-time use. Fully invisible. It's yeah. quite the spell. Oh, it's quite the spell. It's right up my alley. Much that you <laughs> could do with this, if you're creative, if you're innovative. I love your store, man. You have great stock. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> man, they're really free and open here in elf land. Being an elf is great. We don't even sleep. We're just too busy partying and, and loving each loving other. other. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to shop for anything else? <laughs> 
Do you have anything that would improve one's perception? <laughs> Powers of observation? Yeah, That's probably not a normal request. I, just... I have nothing that could do that, unfortunately. Okay. I do have some things that could help you anyway. Like uh, I have a, a scroll of Cat's Grace, which could make it harder to find you. I have a scroll of Reduced Person, <laughs> if that interests you in any way. I still have an Invisibility Spear. Spear. I can do that Oh, I thought invisibility spear. <laughs> you can't see me. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Now I can't find him. No. And um, if it interests you, I do have a an iron golem manual. If any of you have interest in creating life and servants for yourselves. What the fuck? How much is that? Uh, he pulls out this giant. It looks like a three ring binder that's made out of this pewter stone and this iron that's like laced inside of it. And as it hits this counter on the top, you just like feel the weight of it. Like poof. he's like uh, 22,000 gold pieces. God damn. That is cool. Have you read it? Is it sweet? I flipped through it briefly, but uh, creating life in golems. That's, uh, it's not for me. I have no use for such you... things. I live inside of the elven court. I'm safe. Um, I am done with my adventuring life and I don't plan on making any dungeons anytime soon. And I don't know a lot about this, but I'm just asking, as a potential buyer for the book later on, can you build just like a giant armored creature that would fight at your will? Oh, yes, absolutely. And you could use this golem manual to do so. That is so cool. All right. I'll put it on my wish list. Your wish list. Wish list. All right. I'll put it on your Amazon Prime then. Thank you. (laughs) Which, you know, Amazon is a class and uh, Prime is a thing on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that and Gary Anything Busey's else that you guys would like to shop bio. for before we move on? I just want to... They have health potions here? Yeah, yeah they do. Okay, uh, I just want two... No, three regular health potions. Okay, 50 gold pieces each. Cool. I'll do five. 250 gold pieces? Yeah. For five standard health potions. Deduct all your golds. You got all your items. Write them on your lists. Mm-hmm. Would you all like to do anything else inside of the Elven Court? Um, are we going to... Rest before we head out, or are we just going? Well, we have 24 hours that this blessing gave us, so. Yeah. Whatever. How long do you think it takes to get to that tower? Oh, yeah. Um, do we know? Yeah, can we ask Van, see if he knows? Do I know? Have I seen it? No, you haven't been there before. Do I know? To the Twisted Tower of Ashaba? Yeah. Did can we just ask a guard me? or something? Sure. Do the people tell me? Yeah. So you guys are asking in the street, and uh, they would let you know that they would. They think it is the last reprieve for the drow. And not just the last reprieve, but like a source for them to bring other drow to the surface and to bring them to this world. And it is about eight hours away. Um, oh. you, it took you guys a full day to walk through Corman Theater to get to here. And hours. so, like, eight hours doesn't seem like that much in this place. Do we want to rest? <clears throat> I mean... There's I think everyone's pretty healed up. I used uh, several of my spells in that trial, but mm-hmm. I could rest. Echoing specifically to attune to my <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I, short, I have something trance, I'd like to do because I got to attune to the ring. Yeah, um, in the echoing out through the hills or through the city, you just hear Viva Ravens Bluff. I'm like, oh fuck, it's Elvis Presley's service. It's going on. I'm gonna miss it. Can I put a spell in her glyph of warding? It's his memorial. Say what? Mm. Can I put a spell in her glyph of warding? We cast together. I don't know about that. I have like, to read up on the spell. 
Okay. In what yeah. way? I think that the caster of the spell has to know the spell to ward it, though. I think okay. I probably do. But what like do you if you're mean? setting it, somebody else, you can be like, okay, throw it in there. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Maybe we could practice it some and figure out how to do it over time. Maybe. Okay. Never mind. Well, we're just okay, on, so, practice on yeah, some small things. Yeah, I'm totally down to like do it. some yeah, resting but, because I'm going to play in my spell Oh, book. and this... I'm sorry. We're just... This is a really random question. Are we still in the shop? I just want a little non-magical, just a little box. A box? Just a little box. Something I, pretty. I, I'll I'll just give this to you for all the money that you've all spent oh, here so far. Thank you. I actually am wanting to leave a gift for your queen. Yeah, it's like gift wrapping. You know what I yeah, mean? It's well, like gift wrapping. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. have a little wooden box. Okay. Can I know what your gift is going to be? You'll hear about it when I do it. Oh, yeah. cool. It's yeah, very it? simple, but... Sorry, I'm just... Let's take a rest. Well, I I want to at least finish this box so I can leave it before we go. Yeah, It'll take me an hour. Let's take a rest. Okay. I'm down. I can play my spell book. Okay. Yeah. So you all do take a rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done enough. And the, the, the queen of the elves, uh, she told you, you know, you've done enough. Like, stop worrying about us. Stop worrying about everyone. Like, take time for yourself. Do what you want to do. And he goes like, you know what? Fuck yeah. We're going to go shop. And mm-hmm. we're going to go attune to these things. And we're going to do whatever we need to do. I'm getting for- ready to go. 20 hours or so, for whatever that's worth, Jonathan. <laughs> and um, you guys are all attuned? Hell yeah. And so what is so what, what exactly does the bow do? Uh, the bow is a plus one to attack and to damage, and it also casts Hunter's Mark. Um, you have three charges on it, and you're going to roll 1d4 minus two to see how many charges you get at dawn. Every day or just now? Every day. One, I mean, two, four, minus that, two. No. Mm-hmm. You I get think negative it one. was totally you worth can. it. Oh, That's really? Mm-hmm. Fucking dope. And if you reach if you reach zero, the bow can break. Don't let what happened to the guy happen to you. Don't so that's how many crap. charges of Hunter's Mark it has, yes. right? Okay. So but, right now, uh, but I could use three. it. I could use it, it just yeah. as a bow yeah. without. Yeah. Okay. So you have three right now. And that's you have every, three already in it. And every time you use it, it goes down. And then every day you, you're going to roll 1d4 minus 2. Um, that roll cannot go below zero. Okay. Like like if it's a death saving throw, it's not like that. It's different. So it can't go below zero. So the most the least you can get is zero. But if the bow ever falls to zero, which would essentially mean that you had one charge left, you didn't recharge it properly the day before, and then you shot an arrow with it, there's a possibility it will break it. Just be sure to charge it. It's like a phone. So it's a plus one bow with Hunter's Mark, I, three charges. So it, it comes with three charges. Mm-hmm. It's after taking a rest, do I roll for additional charges now? Yeah, to see or? if you get any more. What was it? It was a two. Yeah. So two minus two is zero. I'm right. at three. So you're three. Okay. Yeah. So also, Dawn, he rolls a I'm wearing black armor. Two, so I have black daggers charge. and I have a black bow. That's nice. Sick. So emo. <laughs> Patches is feeling real complete right now. Yeah. That's very cool. Very 90s goth. Um, my things I want to do. Yeah. Um, I want to, um, when we get back to where we're staying, I'm going to set out my current book and the blank book side by side and get out the wonderful quill and I want to have it start about copying everything from the old book into the new book. Okay. Only oh, a you're, little more you're like speaking to it. You're like telling it stories and it's right. Yeah, I'm saying down. these are here. Copy it over for me. Okay. So, and while it's working on that, I'm going to take the little box and make my first use of my glyph of warding spell. Ooh. I just want to put a tiny glyph inside the box. Okay. Um, with the same password that I mentioned to the queen earlier. Trust. Truth. Right. Truth. Mm-hmm. And I have written a song about um, her family and loss and the 
things that we endure for leadership that come from that to be encouraging to the tune of the song I learned um, playing on the streets the night before. Cool. Um, so that when she opens it, she'll have something to encourage her. Oh, it's a little future. music box. Yeah, basically. I give you inspiration for that. Yeah. That's nice. And it's just, it's a really yeah. simple little spell, just like a little, you know, prestidigitation. But it has my voices in there too, because I'm singing the song to her. Very nice. But nobody else... Hears it. Yeah, very nice. So she'll and be the using, one that ever hears that You're using the techniques that you learned from the elven bard that was in the center of the mm-hmm. city before. To write music that I know she'll appreciate Great. and understand. Awesome. So. Yeah, real quick. So you get inspiration thing. for that. Very nicely Thank done. You. Um, so is there like a music store that has like sheet music? Sure. I go in there real quick and I'm like, hey, yeah, no, I know I it's Elvish Presley's. Um, it's his memorial today. I was uh-huh. a huge fan of his work, and could I buy a songbook of Elvish's work? Yeah, and the the shopkeep turns around and is like, hey, little mom. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll just let you buy it. I don't want to play through this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I buy that, and uh, and I put it in my bag. I gift wrap it. Okay. I put it in my bag. Yeah. Um, you have a gift-wrapped Elvish Presley song in your bag. That's Elvish, because he's Elvish. They don't know he's Elvish right now. <laughs> right, okay, um, Cool. Cool. So we rested for like eight hours? Yeah. Cool. I trance in pajamas. <laughs> Bananas in trance pajamas. <laughs> when like. your kids accidentally get into your ecstasy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you all wake up. You're in Cormant Theater. Good morning. The birds are chirping. Chirp, the music chirp, chirp. is not quite as loud. You all have new items for the first time in a long time. You're Yay. feeling very powerful. You're feeling well-rested. And not well-rested in the sense that you just got off a boat and got your asses kicked and you're feeling good because you had a full night's sleep. Well-rested in the sense that you did good in a very large community that you are very closely connected to. You feel good in the sense that you don't have open wounds on your body that have finally scabbed over. You just had good food and good company and good drinks and a good sleep. And that feels really nice. But you all wake up in Cormanthier. Uh It is eight hours later. You all still have the blessing on your foreheads for 16 hours. I go out a little bit before everybody, and I get everybody pumpkin spice lattes or the elven equivalent. No, they're, that's what they're called. Yeah, I get everybody pumpkin spice lattes, and I <laughs> say, good morning, my sweet little baby angels. Oh, uh, I've thanks. got you some elven coffee. This shit is dank. It will make you feel real good. Let's go to that tower and kick some drow dick in. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and I've wrapped the box in a little, I had like a little scrap of the edge of my outfit that's Callista colors. So it's gotcha. got a bow on it and asked whoever we were staying with to send it to the queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you were walking, you do walk back in through this forest, and the trees do change as you were walking through it. You leave Cormanthir, and all of the talking and all of the general chatter that happens within that place, it dies behind you. Valna does not come back. She does not come to speak to you. Neither does the queen. But as you were leaving, the guards and everyone, they see you off, and they see you well. And they are all happy. Some of the shopkeepers that you bought from, they stand there, they wave. And people shout out to you. They shout thanks. They are grateful. It's obvious. You guys have helped these people more than you have helped anybody else up until this point in your journey together, at least. And as you were leaving, you walk for hours. And as you were walking, you hear you hear something really strange in these woods. Um, nothing that you heard before, but you hear a, this literal sound. As you were walking <laughs> through these woods, you hear something going. Like as you were walking for like many hours. You what hear this strange sound following you. I'm like, somebody um, really is upset about losing their keys. Van, have you ever heard that sound before? Have I ever heard that sound before? I'll roll nature for it. You can try. 
It's just a crackhead. It's a crackhead, <laughs> and I rolled my neighbor. A twelve on nature. You rolled a twelve on nature. Is uh, it you're you're sure this is not a bird, but it is something trying to impersonate a bird. It's a crazy person. Yeah, you think so? I'd like to look like, out into yeah. the woods. Let's go and send Ori out. Oh, send Ori out. That's way better. Cool. So you tell Arwell, you're like, this sounds really strange. Yeah. I don't know what this is. I think that's a crackhead. <laughs> um, I just give. Worry a little scratch on her head and eventually uh, yeah. tell her to go look it up or go you check it out. Weird little owl head movement where go she turns it, it around and then she goes full mm. clockwise. Yeah. <laughs> Crack is a drug, by the way. Cool. And then just her little kind of like heat shimmer wings flies yeah. off. 13. Yeah. So with the 13, Worry, <laughs> uh, she does not see this necessarily, but she does hear like where the sound is coming from, like this, like, kick, 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 kick. she flies over toward it and you hear this other noise, like, like these weird snorts coming from over in this area. Okay, that ranger you guys used you to have in like your party these, would be yeah. helpful. You see these? You see these bushes? <laughs> they just like, wandered sh- off, sh- like moving, just like ever so slightly. But Ori absolutely sees. These How close happen. is the moving? It's like brush. Like to if us. you if you all were on a trail, uh-huh. it would be just outside of that trail. Um, I let the party know that there's like something moving, like brush around, and it's kind of snorting. I'm I'm not n- annoyed by it necessarily, but I'm like, okay, this is I've been hearing this for hours. What the fuck? So I walk over there and I kind of peer over the bushes. You just want, you're just looking right there. I'm you're like, looking, what the fuck is I'm this? I'm like looking around. Yeah. Okay. Looking um, up and over. Yeah. So as you look over, you see there's like it's totally still, but it's shaped like a person, right? Yeah. It's sitting on top of this mound, and it's it, if it had hands, they would be up beside it and totally still, like this weird freezed <laughs> way, like something had caused it pain, and it's sitting there, and you can see this enormous mustache that sits on it, blowing in the wind. These <laughs> beads that are the size of your head on a necklace, all the way around it. Um, the legs are exposed a little more than what would make you comfortable. <laughs> but you see these you see these ornate ivory horns coming up off the top of this thing and all these skulls down the back like a cape. And there is a staff skulls? in its hand sitting totally still with what looks like a small dragon skull on the end of it. But it is sitting completely still. I would like to <clears throat> take my crowbar. Okay. And just very <laughs> slowly <laughs> poke it. Not hurting it, but I just want to poke it. Yeah, and so it's sitting completely still, and you poke it, and you the free hand that's not holding the dragon head staff, like, smacks at it. And then, like, the whole thing goes, like, totally still once more. kind of just want to leave this thing alone unless it's going to come after us. It's following us. It is following us. Is Maybe. that, I mean, like, do we care? I say to the thing. Maybe? I say to the thing in Elvish. Should we kiss it? I say, um. <laughs> I say, I'm going to roll intimidation and I'm going to say to the thing, speak your name. Why are you following us? 15. Uh, yeah. And you see this thing like just flinch a little, like, <clears throat> like as it's sitting there. And you see its head turned toward you. And as its head turn tor- turns toward you, the other three of you sitting on the trail hear a voice. And it speaks out and it's very solemn and it just says, stop toying with these people we have other things to do and you notice that something is standing in the middle of all of you it has all of these cloaks made of leaves and twigs sitting here its face uh whether it's a boy or a girl it's just like it's hard to tell it's very um neutral mm-hmm. um it's it's feminine yet masculine like the nose the eyes seem like constantly closed almost like an allergic reaction 
and this ha long hair blows down and through its face. And there are these twigs that come out of its shoulders, these mushrooms that sit on top of their head. A staff that's made out of a spinal cord and a skull that looks like it's screaming on the top of it. But it is standing in the middle of all three of you. None oh. of you noticed this thing, this person show up. As you were saying this, you notice this old man's head turn toward you, Van. And you can see him and he puts his hand up and his fingernails are not like scary, but they're like way too long. And he's just like, Aah! I just noticed some weird people in my forest. And he like smacks the mound that he's standing on and you hear it like, <laughs> and it's like this big pig that starts to move underneath him. And you see these tusks coming out of it and its eyes are closed and like, it has this big ring that's hanging from its nostrils, and you can just tell this pig is old. Yeah. And it just, like, moves toward you, and he's sitting there, and he, like, waves his hand in front of him, and he's like, Be warned! These woods, they'll see you lost! As lost as me! Lost as long as my fingernails are! And he, like, slaps his pig, and it's like, <laughs> like, as he's saying this, and he's like, Who be ye? Leave these woods. And then you see him, like, with his free hand, he's holding, like, a staff with a dragon skull on the end of it, like a young dragon skull. He starts to, like, massage the ivory horns that are on the top of his head. I say... His big bushy mustache covering most of his face. I say, sir, we mean you no harm. We're, we're merely traveling through, and all of us are completely respectful of your forest. We haven't disturbed a single thing. Not a single leaf has been turned over. Um... What's your name, and, and how do you come by running this uh, this land? I don't run this land. I just ensure that people don't come out of it. And every time he raises his hands up, he's this old man. Uh, it's very obvious he's not wearing anything under these robes. Creepy. Every time his hands go up, you can just see him exposed a little more and a little more. <laughs> his like legs are up and on this pig, and he's just like rolling around on it, but it seems to be dealing with him. You know, it's like obviously agitated. But as he's speaking to you and telling you he doesn't run these lands, his robes that are tattered get pulled up, and he just like is accidentally exposing himself, but doesn't seem to care in any way, shape, or form. I say, this other strange figure is still just standing stoically in the middle of all of you. I, I say, uh, respectfully, I am uh, Vandingulus Ulysses Fart Baby from Cormanthir, obviously a neighbor to your people. Uh, please introduce yourselves. We have no names. And you, you all see before he says this, the other person who's standing in between all of you, like, go to speak, like, raise a hand very patiently to say something. And then he says, we have no names. And they just put the hand back down, and, like, standing in between all of you once more. And he's like, the forest speaks for us and us for it. If you mean it no harm, then we have nothing to speak of and we can share it uh, mutually. We don't mean the forest any harm, but what do you know about the Twisted Tower of Ashabal? Ah, the Twisted Tower, the dark place. The forest won't touch it, you understand, because it is corrupted. It means destruction, and it's here to claim this forest, as it has tried before, but since the Hanali come back, and then you hear like... As this pig's like just begins to graze, as this man is like sitting up on top of it, you realize the pig is just eating and he's just like turning toward all of you as he's yelling on the top of the back of this boar. And as it's eating, he's just like, Why do you ask? How do you know of this tower? Who are you all? We, we were sent by the queen of the Hanali to actually scout and mark this tower for destruction. Oh, yes. I haven't been there uh, myself, but the animals. 
They speak to me. They tell me things. I bet they do. I would dare say you you are a, a powerful druid, sir, correct? I know, know what? I, I, I do not know what this means. Okay, cool. Uh, other, uh, this bitch is a druid. I'd like to turn to the person yeah. beside us. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Uh, they turn to you, and they look at the man on the pig, and th- their face is well kept at the very Mm -hmm. least their posture is as well and it's not that they are like holding themselves in any high regard but they are very relaxed and holding this spinal cord of a staff underneath like all you can see is the hand that comes out of it almost like a like a parka um you can just see the hand hanging out of it the face that sits in the middle of all these sticks and mushrooms and all these things and as they hold this uh spinal staff uh they look to the old man and they look back to you and say i have no name Really? Are you just playing along with him? You seem to be managing yourself a little better in all this. The forest has an ebb and flow. Hmm. It speaks to people differently. He does as he sees fit. So do I. I don't like him. As uh, strange as he is. And as these breezes are coming through here that feel just like really incredible on your skin. You can see these leathers blowing and like the ripping of something. You don't know if it's moss. You don't know if it's the actual Mm -hmm. clothes that this person is wearing. They do blow gently in the wind and this skull just looks like it's screaming on top of this spinal cord staff that this person has. A name is not important. And who are you? You all have names, I imagine. We don't have the honor of belonging to the forest, so yeah, we got names. I'm Callista. Hi. And your friends. I'm uh, Pollock. He has some colon troubles. <laughs> Not Polyp. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and lastly, you. Who are you? Arwell. He seems strange. I understand your hesitation. But we both mean well. We speak for this forest, for all of Cormanthir. We are but lowly shamans here. You don't seem to be doing any damage, causing any harm. And the whole time that this person is talking to you, you can hear Van and this old man on the giant boar like screaming over here. Like as he's screaming out and this person is just like very calmly is saying, if you mean no harm, I believe what he is attempting to say is enter the tower in any way other than the main entrance. Hmm. He is intimidating. But he speaks the truth. The animals have told us. There are other ways. Thank you. Noted. It's very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Question, because I, I can hear this person as well, right? Yeah, they're just like both yelling okay, and cool. talking. And um, I say respectfully to the old man and the, the nameless being, um, I say the staff with the dragon's head on it, this has piqued my interest. Where did you come by that? And he's like, I do not know. The forest gives and taketh away, and it has given me this staff. Yeah, t- totes. Um, so and his pig is like walking in like a clockwise circle perfectly as he's talking. So he's just like moving and like flicking his head behind his shoulders and like back toward you as he's speaking. I say to Can the I- old man, in, in your travels, has, has the staff ever d- done anything weird? And he is- rattles it around, and he's like... Just rattle and be loose. I say to him, the forest uh, 
giveth and taketh away. Well, I am the forest, and I am taking your staff away. And I'm going to roll deception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a uh, 25. I am the you forest. This guy, and he's like, He's like, uh, and I respond, and this is yours, and you gave it to me, and it is yours once more. And he like holds it out to you. And this other person who is standing here like goes to reach out for it, and then you just see them like give up a little bit, like whatever, dude. <laughs> and uh, and just walks I just, up I just and pick he's, up a handful like of leaves and then like you. sprinkle them on my head. Yeah, and you see as this pig as this pig is like turning around in the brush, you all you can see is you're walking up as the man's body, and it's just like spinning as if he was on like a merry-go-round or something, just spinning in like place. And he has this staff held out as he's <laughs> just spinning around. And patches, you walk up and you're just able to take it away from him. Arwell, are you proficient in like Arcana stuff? Oh yeah. Can you check out this staff and just see if it's magical? At oh, all? I'm. I mean, I'm just gonna fully give it to Arwell. I'm just interested. It could be just a stick. I don't give a shit, but I want to know if it's weird. Thank you, Forest. <laughs> and this old man's like, yes, yes, back to you, back to you. This is yours once more. For where it comes, it returns, and now it is back. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna look it over. Okay, roll Arcana forward or sure. Okay, not good. Fourteen. Yeah, with a 14, you would know that this is some sort of magical. The okay. bone that connects to this dragon skull is very thin and long, like a staff. Mm-hmm. But the dragon skull sits on it like where its vertebrae would go into the back of its head. It connects. This entire thing is ivory, and when you walk with it, it will never come undone unless you try to pull it off. But it rattles around a bit. Like, it doesn't fit perfectly. Yeah. It rattles around as you're <laughs> walking, which is like one of it's the things you really annoying on our travels. Weird, crazy yeah. old man, but it does rattle. <laughs> it rattles around. I just but say, it is magical. You think so? I just okay. say to Arwell, like... Any sort of dragon relics, they could um, be useful. Yeah, maybe. I mean, looks like it might be magical. This man's huge mustache that connects to his mutton chops, but like nothing under his nose and chin. Just like all this long, weird, crazy hair. And he has like all these skulls down his back like a cape. These horns coming off his head. These bandages and long, gross fingernails. And this old, gross pig that he's riding on. And he's like, to you once again. And when it's time <laughs> for me to have it, I will take it back and I will accept it. And any tasks that you give me, I answer to the forest, I answer to you, and I answer to all things that live in this place, and all of the squirrels and all of the small rodents tell me there is another way into the tower that you seek, and I know that this will help you on your journey. Oh. So, you should tell these people here. Who? You? And, like, the pig is just these still, like, three people, in a and I'm, I'm pointing at Arwell, Van, and Callista. The easiest way to get into the tower... Yes. Other than the main entrance. Yes, Forrest! I thought you knew, but I suppose... I am I am testing you. Have, you, you. I, this is a test forest, you have from no the forest. <laughs> you have no and eyes. I will speak for you and I will tell you. And my, my, pig, my pig has shown me much. And if, if, you, if you go to the tower on the side the sun rises, Forrest, you will know that there is another way inside. Does it have big, nasty, pointy teeth? Because that's what you're reminding me of. (laughs) (laughs) And death awaits you with big, Uh, nasty, pointy teeth. Now bless me, Forrest, and bless my apprentice, though uh, they are dumb and ignorant and don't know how to (laughs) 
embrace you and let go. They are learning. And I have given them the other staff that you have gifted to me. Your apprentices? Only the one. Who are you? You're not the forest. I, I am a friend of the I, forest. I, the, the other staff that I gave you, I also need that one back. I apologize, but I'm taking that one too. Yes, forest. Whatever you say, whatever you desire, you have given to me, and I am not one to keep it. These were yours to begin with, and they are yours to claim. I say to the, to the other being that's standing there, mm-hmm. I'm like... You guys got to come party with me sometime in Cormoranthir. Uh, Follow this trail back. If you ever go to Cormoranthir, look up Van Dingulus, Ulysses Fart Baby. I just like you guys' whole thing. You're, you're fine. You just see this other person holding the spinal column of this staff, the mushrooms sitting on top of their head, their long hair flowing over these twigs and leathers and ripped up weird pants. Their, their face, though you can't tell if their eyes are open, they're swollen shut still like some weird allergic reaction. They look over to you very slowly. And then they, like, look back to the weird old man who's screaming on the back of this boar. I'll take that as an acceptance. And he's just like, back to the forest, it returns. I will go deeper in and talk to more of the animals and hopefully be blessed with more of your things. They were yours to begin with, and they are yours again, as am I, as is he or she. I'm not sure. I will see you later. Did he get, do I get the staff? Yeah, you have the staff. Okay, um, I give this one to... Uh, oh, the second one? No. Oh. The, this person is still holding it. Oh, okay. The more stoic of the two shamans, as they have called themselves, is like just sitting there holding this. I look at the guy, and I know that he's not like as stupid. And I'm just like, are you going to give him the staff? Can we have the staff? Do you, you need the staff? You just see, like, the like as the breeze <laughs> is blowing through and all these leaves are coming on, you see this face look over to you, and you realize that it is just, like, a little haunting. As this second person looks out to you, like these eyes are closed, like they're trying to see something. Almost like you're like way too high, you know what I mean? And like they're looking at you like that, and their mouth is knowing. And so is their visage and their gaze. And as they look in your general direction, but not necessarily at you, you just see their head like shake no. I was like, and I'm like, the staff. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, have I a think, lovely yeah, day. I think the roles are not what our friend and as you, yeah, yes, as you say, that's fair. You see the staff's mouth. It's like open and screaming like this orc head. It just clunk, like closes shut and they like grab the spinal cord and they start walking toward this crazy old man on the boar that was like screaming in the bushes. I say to the old man, I van Dingulus Ulysses fart baby ambassador of the forest. Bid ye farewell and thank you for your stuff. We got to get to the tower now. And he's like, oh, a good day and a good deed and a blessing it is to be a friend with the forest. I should know. I gave it the staff that it gave me and now it returns back as I will someday and you too. Yeah. And then we walk away. (laughs) (laughs) And you all can just in the distance hear him like, like just screaming stuff into the forest and riding this pig like... As it's like walking away, oh. and this other person walks like very stoically and patiently beside this old man. I love those guys. Um, I yeah. truly wish to meet up. They with were them crazy. Um, I'm immediately after we get a little bit further away. I'm uh, putting the staff down and identifying it. Yeah, yeah. You identify the staff, and as you identify the staff. Uh, you would know that if you were to make it your arcane focus, that anything that you do against a dragon would have a plus two to it um, all around. And Saving throws, attack, all that shit? Everything you do anything. to a dragon. Oh, to yeah. a dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Arcane Forkas. Can you have two Arcane Forkas? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine when you just... What does that take? Just attunement? Could you like switch yeah, out you between them? Yeah, you just swap them out, basically, yeah. with attunement, yes. So you have options. Yeah, that's nice. Um, thanks, Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> the forest Lots giveth and the forest taketh away. Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, make our way to the tower. Sure. Like, how tall is this thing? The staff, by the way. Uh, it's taller than you. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bone is like a dragon's like femur, basically. And so it's like much taller than you, and on the top of it is a baby dragon skull that just like rattles around on it is as it you're like walking. Five and a half feet tall. Eh, it's, like it's pretty tall. Twice my height. It's pretty tall. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna hand it to someone else. I don't want to hold it. Here you are, Forrest. It's not easy to put into a pack. <laughs> I'll carry it. I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Could yeah. you make it your arcane focus? Uh, now I just need an instrument for mine. So unless I can to, make okay. it into an instrument. I, ha- I have an arcane focus as, um... Arcane trickster. Yeah. So it's the dragon now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So funny. Making our way to the tower. You're trying. So, as you all walk through this forest, you feel this these tugs on your mind. Right? They're trying to pull you away there. And they're not always like this thing that makes you walk a different path, but just something that distracts you. Maybe something you're looking at, like something that's happening in the trees or some animals you see or a sound that you hear. And as all of this is happening, you all are able to stay steadfast and focus on where you're going. And as you're walking through this forest, the giant ancient red oaks give way to starwoods and those give way to birch trees. And as you're walking through these birch trees, they have this white bark that looks a lot like a zebra's skin, you're walking through these and the forest takes on a totally different identity, as do the birds and the creatures all around it. But those green leaves that are in the top of all of them, this light still comes through it. But as you walk out and into this opening, you realize that it's not that someone has cut the branches on it, but it's like as the branches grow out, it's it's sort of like there's a force field around this place, right? Like this physical force that stops the branches from growing because the way that they grow out they would reach out to this invisible air and then grow up each side of it. And in almost a perfect cylinder around this fortress, they will not grow toward it. And as you all walk up to this fortress, you see these fortified walls all the way around it in a perfect square. They have these buttresses on each corner of it, and in the dead center you can see a spiraling tower that rises up into the top, and at the very top of it you can see a flag being flown. And on that flag, you can see a crescent moon, though it isn't to its side, it's up and down, almost like a set of horns. And it's Mm. flapping on this flag as you all make your way here. Straight ahead of you, (laughs) straight ahead of you, there is a portcullis. It is small in comparison to the rest of this place. If this portcullis is 10 feet high, then the fortress wall around it is 60 and the tower is 200 feet. Um, and the forest is growing to like a weird stopping point in a cylinder all the way around this place. But you all are sitting out and you're looking straight at this place. Your foreheads burn like Harry Potter's scar and you feel like you're where you're supposed to be. What um, direction yeah. does the sun rise in? The east. I don't know that. <laughs> Only been on the earth for about 32 years. But I don't know how old Van is, but I do. Um, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> he spent too much time with the shaman. <laughs> yeah, I should not have eaten the mushrooms on the shaman's shoulders. Are you riding a pig? Does everyone else see the weird pattern moving across the couch? We got to which I'm high as fuck. Um, have you started growing a mustache? Fan? I would like to. Have I? Because I would have a white, beautiful mustache. I have not, but I will. You should wax the upon your suggestion. Yeah, they don't. Mm-mm. I do not. I don't know if they get can. you. Like, a... Halflings can't grow facial hair, but I don't know if elves can I've choose not to. Never heard of it. I've never seen one. a yeah. picture. Gross. Or they any... can't. It's canonical. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go heading towards the eastern side of the tower. Huh? You're there. You're on the eastern wall. I'd like to roll an investigation and see if there looks like any sort of weird thing that could be an entrance. Okay. Twelve. Yeah, you all see Van walk to the eastern side of this place, and as he does, he walks on this barren ground. You can see the dust, like any wind that comes through, just picks it up and blows it through. And as it makes its way into the forest, uh, you just can no longer see it, because as soon as it enters that thick green forest, it's just dark and the light is blocked out and just enters into this much more lively place. But Van stands on this barren, weird spot beside this enormous fortress tower that sits in the middle of these woods that you all have found. And, uh, Van, you don't notice anything. Guys, help me. Mm -hmm. That old weird guy said that there was a secret entrance on the side in which the sun rises. So I would imagine the eastern side. What do you guys see? Can you guys help me investigate it? I'd like to walk up to the wall of the tower and Uh start feeling around. And and maybe kind of like knocking, seeing if there's hollow spots. Do I hear any hollow spots? Do I find any weak rocks? Any weak... uh, Is it made out of rocks? Yep. Do I find any weak rocks? I'll tell you after your friends roll for investigation. Help me, friends. Um, Yeah, I'm going to roll. Oh. Uh, 19. 19's pretty good. Um, Yeah, so as you're like pushing these rocks, you see Van walk up and he's like looking and he's investigating. He starts (laughs) pressing on this wall. He's like pressing on it, and then Arwa walks up, and you're investigating it over. You're just looking over it, and Calista's just like watching all of you do this. And <laughs> she does. Uh, she's bad at this. Patches walks up, and as he walks up, he just like walks right up beside Van and says, "Maybe it's not about feeling these weak rocks. Maybe it's not about finding this door." And Patches, you just like go to put your hand up to it, and your hand goes right through this wall. Oh my God! It's platform nine and three quarters. Um, what is that a reference to? Harry Potter. Potter. Uh, what What's Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch this, and I try to walk through where I you put do. my hand through. You You totally believe you can walk through it, and you just like... I grab Patch's butt cheek, and I follow him. Yeah, Van with his hand on Patch's butt cheek, or Force's butt cheek, walks oh. right through this wall. <laughs> and then I stick my head out through the wall of the tower. I'm like, come on in. Water's yeah, fine. Follow in. <laughs> yeah. As you all walk into this place, God. you. <laughs> what? Barovia! You're in Barovia, motherfuckers! Oh, I Again. love Barovia. So, as you all walk through this wall, you realize that the light changes. What you thought the light would be on the other side of this wall, you thought that the same amount of light would come over it because it's seriously just like a 60 foot wall standing up. But as you walk in, it's very dark. And you realize that you were walking downstairs. And as you are walking down these stairs, you end up in this foyer. And as you come into this foyer, you realize that the light in here is this dim, pulsing purple. And it's almost like you can hear it, like... 
as you come in, you notice that there are many strange plants that are growing up and all around you. And those plants, they have these white stems and then these strange, deteriorating like purple tops that these tendrils and tentacles are growing out of. You notice that some of the plants behind those even have these enormous brown and gray caps with these giant porous holes that sit over these bright red stalks that look like exposed muscles, which you all are used to. You've fought many things and ripped them to pieces. But what's even stranger is that something is moving among them and that each of these things is letting off all of this weird powder-like substance and it's filling this room and as it does your lungs begin to close up as do, as does your throat and you notice that there is something moving in the back of all of these things and as it moves it is this orb that floats through all of it and it turns toward you and as like it turns to, uh, toward you you I see its eye fixate on you I do a thing. and all of these strange tentacles are coming off of it but in this light it's hard to tell exactly what it is <laughs> oh, um, fuck, dude. Callista would like to die. collect <laughs> yeah. a string on her DOS loot and cast protection from poison on herself. Okay. Yeah, and Callista, you play this, and as this happens, this eye looks over, it fixates on you, these tentacles out of its head, you can see them floating. As these strange scales from a little bit of light that you can see, you hear this one dissonant chord, ding, and then Callista, your breath <gasps> returns to you. And as everybody else is standing here, you begin to choke. This eye is fixating on you. You can see it flicking around. And we're going to end episode 30. We're going to die. <laughs> we're going to die. With like one good roll, can like, I see the picture? we will die. No. We'd like to thank oh, you guys for listening to the Hit Dice <laughs> podcast because that shit's about to end. It's been a good run, guys. This is a message for all realms of existence. A message from his grand sultan, Basham Gurda. It has come to the attention of the city of Brass that the fugitives are not only still on the loose, but have escaped our grasp yet again. All rewards for their capture have been doubled. Any information that leads us to them will be heartily rewarded. In addition to these things, it would seem as though a comrade of theirs has escaped as well. A fire giant who goes by the name Krovig. Easy to spot. Large, even for a fire giant. His reward is greater than all of theirs combined. In addition to this news, there are other things that have grown exponentially, such as the punishment. If it is found out in our city that you have aided these adventurers in any way. Following them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is unacceptable and punishable by death. If anyone is found following their handle, Hit Dice Pod, on any of those social medias, it is punishable by death. 
One known benefactor of theirs and an ally is tabletop loot. Anyone found commiserating with them or entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout to get 15% off will be executed out in the stocks in front of everyone. Finally, if anyone is seen on their website hitdicepod.com or leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store, that is also punishable by death and seen as treachery since you will be spreading support for them. Not only will you be put to death, but so will any of your beloved pets. If you have any information on anyone supporting them, or if you have any information on their whereabouts, make sure to contact the Sultan's Vizier immediately. <laughs>